Welcome to Real Talk with Peg, a podcast about real life, real things. A portion of all proceeds are donated to the PBJ Foundation, a nonprofit concerned with foster care awareness, foster youth advocacy. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to Real Talk with Peg. I'm Peg. And before we get to episode two, I wanted to thank all of you for listening. Thank you for all of your support, for the comments, for the likes, everything. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so happy to have all of you along with me on this journey and to sort of restate the purpose of this podcast. I have always wanted to make the world a better place and I like to help people. So I hope that by telling my story, I'm able to make a difference in a positive difference in um, someone's life, someone who may be feeling alone or um, I'm here. And I want to inspire others to hope and dream and to never give up. Don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on your dreams. I, uh, episode one talked about my biracial adoption story and my family and having um, um, an adopted biracial sister and two adopted biracial cousins and growing up in a white family with white parents. And I talked about not being accepted by black or white people and Now I'm going to talk about uh, sort of the next thing that happened in my life. And uh, in the future, I'm going to finish telling my story in as few episodes as possible. And then I'm going to start having guests on the show to talk about different real things. So that's what I have for you. And I hope you enjoy episode two. Thanks again for being here. Peace out. Hello and welcome to episode two of Real Talk with Peg. I'm your host, Peg. I do want to give you a quick warning. This is a sad episode. I'm going to talk about sad stuff. Uh, I want to tell you that my life was really good until my dad died right before I turned five. Uh, I remember... The last time I saw my dad, as my dad, uh, we were having a family dinner and my dad kept repeating himself and he kept asking my mom the same question over and over again. And it was sort of like this, for me as a kid, I remember this sort of like volleying match, like my dad would ask a question and my mom would answer. And it was like this sort of back and forth, excuse me. And, and then my mom took him to the hospital because he just, there were other things later. I found out my mom said there were things leading up to that. My dad was an electrical engineer and he designed substations. So they were like the big power thingies outside of neighborhoods. Um, He designed those for Cincinnati Gas and Electric. And he was having difficulty remembering things. And so on this particular night, back to this night, my mom 
took him to the hospital and he was diagnosed with an inoperable brain tumor. I think he was 44, I think, if I'm correct. 44, 47, my mom will tell me. Um, and I never saw him alive after that night. That was the last time I saw him alive. Because the next thing I remember, I didn't see my dad for like ever. It felt like forever. I didn't see my dad. And he was really a, a fun guy with, for me. I remember just laughing uh, with him a lot because he encouraged us and he believed in us and he supported us and he fought to adopt my sister and, you know, ultimately me. Um, so I remember one night I was supposed to be in bed, but there were like all these people in our house and I heard lots of sniffles and lots of, I'm so sorry. And this is so sad. This is so terrible. Just lots of really sad words which I now know are condolences. And I went to the middle of the stairs to hear what people were saying. And I didn't understand what it meant. My brain just could not comprehend what was happening, but I knew it had, it was, I knew it was bad and I knew it had something to do with my dad and it was bad. And I hadn't seen my dad in a while. So the next thing I remember uh, is my mom asked my sister and I to color our best picture for dad. She told me that dad had gone to sleep and he was never going to wake up again. So this picture was going to go with him. Uh, I, I don't, I, that's all I remember. Um, but I just remember my sister and I coloring this picture and I remember working really hard to make sure I stayed inside the lines and I tried to make sure that it was like the best picture that I ever colored because it was going for my daddy. And then I remember my sister and I going to the funeral home and I remember going up to the casket with our colored pictures and I remember putting it in his casket and I remember looking at him and he looked like my dad. He looked, he just looked like he was sleeping. And I seriously didn't understand why he didn't just wake up and come home and play with me. Um, so my sister and I put our pictures on in his casket and said goodbye. And then we then I remember we moved to uh, the other side of town and I didn't eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for 14 years until I met Jake. And I didn't realize that it was so funny. One night he and I, it was when we were first dating and he asked me if I wanted a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And I was like, no, because I just didn't like them. And then he was like, oh, oh, you don't like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches? And then I was like, oh my gosh, no one's ever asked me that question before. And I realized that the last time I had had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich was when my dad used to make them for me when he hung out with my sister and I. 
and I actually didn't have a valid reason, but I, it made me nauseous whenever I thought about it. Interesting. But, uh, so now I don't really eat them, but I don't, now I understand. I mean, I could eat one if I wanted to, but I just don't because I can't have the carbs. Um, so, you know, like a side note is that I met my, uh, biological father. Okay. Another side note. I met my biological father in 2015 and he was so sweet. He was like, Hey, call me dad. And I tried, I really tried. And I just don't feel comfortable calling him dad. I feel like I had, I had that with my dad. Um, and I lost him. So I don't know. It's just right now it's, I'm not able to call Peter dad. So I call him Peter and then that, that works for me and he's okay with that. He understands, but I'm so grateful for the time that I did have with my dad. Uh, I know that he loved me for me and he picked me to be his daughter. And I've always had that to comfort me when I feel sad about not having grown up with a dad or not having a father figure in my life. Um, I think that for me, there's this, there's this void that some people, not all, it's not all adoptees, but some adoptees have their, their, there's this void, like a, a, a black hole, so to speak. Um, and nothing can ever take that away. And I, I did some research and, and learned that, that that void or that black hole comes from that separation at birth. When an adoptee is separated from their biological mother, in particular, there is this particular trauma that occurs specific trauma that occurs and it is once it happens you can't you can't get it back like there's just nothing it just it happens so the only thing that you can do is deal with it you know like deal with the after effects and again this doesn't happen for all adoptees um, but it happens to quite a few I've met more than than not it's happened to more of the adoptees that I've talked to than not. So there have been a few that they don't feel this void. So I'm not speaking for all adoptees. I'm just speaking for me. But, but for me to like deal with it, I really try to stay present. I try to be like here and now, like what's happening right now. And I try to be really positive about things. Um, that helps. Uh, I, Every day for me is a gift and I do my best to always be the best person that I can every day. When I wake up the first thing, I'm like, yes, another day. Here we go. Another day to do good, to be the best person that I can be. doesn't always work. Sometimes I'm grumpy. Sometimes I have bad days. Sometimes I don't always say the best things and I have to apologize, but every day is a gift. So yay. Um, I have to say that my husband and kids, they are everything to me and for me and they are my rocks and they are 
they help me so much. They help me more than I can even, I can't even say. I just, I'm just so blessed to have them in my life. I love them. Uh, the other thing is that music helps me. It helps me hold on and hope and dream. And, uh, you know, my music doesn't care what I look like, or my music doesn't care that I was adopted. My music doesn't care about any of that stuff. And, and the thing is that music has been able to pull me out of that, some of my darkest days, and it brightens all my other days. So there you go. Those are my, uh, I don't know, that's my real talk. I hope that this again helps you, uh, get to know me a little bit more. And uh, if you have any questions or show ideas or anything like that, send it to me at realtalkwithpeg at gmail.com. That's realtalkwithpeg at gmail.com. And you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Real Talk with Peg. Have a great day. Peace out. Please consider making a one-time donation to PEG's creation and mission, the PBJ Foundation, a nonprofit concerned with foster care awareness, foster youth advocacy, or better yet, become a monthly supporter. Go to pbjfoundation.org slash donate.